Now keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. <laughs> Welcome back to Hardly Minding My Business. I'm your host, Dashing D. We got a lot to talk about. I'm here in my glasses and my spectacles. They're a little blurry. I know it's not that I didn't clean my glasses or anything like that. It's just they're they're old and whatever. I fucked up my eyes. It's my fault. I've been sleeping in my contact lenses and never sleep in your contact lenses. Just don't don't do it. It's not a good idea. It's not gonna end well. Don't sleep in your contact. So this is this is what we have. They're a little lopsided, they, you know. But you're gonna, you're getting the best of me, okay? <laughs> Maybe not the best of these spectacles, but you're getting the best of moi. So we gotta get to a lot um, before we get to anything. Well, I guess I'll give updates real quick. Um, I have a five k to run this weekend. I'm nervous as fuck. Like, I don't even know what to do. I, so it's a turkey trot. It's really cute. Like they do a little, they do the 5K. They always, they do it in different cities around the tri-state. I'm sure they do it in other places too. Different cities around the tri-state. Um, it's a 5K, so it's 3.1 miles. And they also do like a kitty run, which is only a mile. So it's a very family friendly event. I've been talking about trying to run a 5K, which obviously isn't that huge compared to like a marathon or a half marathon. But I've been talking about this. I've been trying to get the homies to do it for a while without any luck. So finally, I said, you know what? I mentioned before, I've been working on my running. I've been trying to get in shape, at least in better shape. Um, I've been running since July. So I feel like I'm in a good space. I still don't think I can run three miles. I haven't actually ever run a full three miles, which is concerning, but you know, we gonna get it together. We gonna, we gonna make it happen. I'm running with someone, so I'm not doing it by myself. Um, that person runs way faster than I do. And I'm not trying to compete at all. It's not about that. But my concern is, okay, you know, we're supposed to be doing this together. How, how I'm gonna keep up with you? How you gonna keep down with me? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So I will let y'all know how this goes. Um, the good thing is I'm going to be on vacation for a week after that. So it should be good. Like I'm, I think it's going to be all right. I'm going to be on vacation. I have a lot of time to like allow my body to rest afterwards. Um, and honestly, it really shouldn't be that bad. I run pretty much two miles several times a week it's just that I've never like pushed it pushed it I'm, I'm too afraid and I'd be too tired by the time I get to what like I get to like 1.79 miles and I'm like whoo girl ha. so I don't know what's gonna happen 
I'm gonna get it done. Um, I have to get it done at this point. There's no turning back now. I've been preparing for this for a little while, so it's totally fine. But that is happening. Um, oh, I forgot I had a little drinky drink here. It's nothing special. I just I poured some. Whew, I poured some Dominican rum in here, um, and I've just been, you know. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, all right. Speaking of Dominican rum, apparently I'm going to the Dominican Republic soon. It's a long story that we don't need to get into, but I thought I was going to Mexico. And apparently it's the Dominican Republic. That would have been some shit if I would have booked a flight for Mexico, not knowing that I was going to the Dominican Republic. What else is going on i am just like you know how the girls on the internet be like they're in their era right right now you know that's like a thing i'm in my era i feel like i am in my bitch you figure it out era I'm not chasing behind anybody to figure shit out. I'm not, I don't feel like it. I just don't feel like it. I don't feel like being bothered. Please leave me alone. Goodbye. I'm not doing it. So, yeah. First thing we have to discuss is something sad. Um, I hate talking about this stuff, but we definitely have to talk about it here. We talk about pop culture, we talk about hip hop, we talk about anything that's going on in the world. So um, it would not, you know, make sense for us to glaze over this one, especially since we've spoken specifically about the group Migos on this podcast before. Um, or different members of the group. I feel like the person we spoke about or I've spoken about the least, um, probably because he was the least controversial in the group, um, is Takeoff. Um, and as I'm sure you know by now, uh, Takeoff passed away about a week and a half ago. Um, he was shot and killed uh i believe it was friendly fire it was someone in his camp they were at him and quavo were at a party um at an event and they went outside to play a dice game and things uh got crazy from there um rest in peace to take off i you know i said this i've said this already um you know where to find all the information about music but i'll say it here that this one kind of felt different to me um i don't know it was just i don't know i can't explain it fully but what i do know is that um 
it's always sad losing another rapper, losing another black man, losing another life, period. Um, so, you know, I just want to send uh, love and prayers to everyone who knew him and to those who didn't and just feel touched by their music or someone who is maybe like me who you know just got excited when the Migos came on because you know they make that type of music that makes you want to get up and dance or do a little you know do a little shimmy do a little two-step um and everything that everyone says about takeoff is that he was just such a hum humble person and he was um such a great person to be around and to work with so you know i'm glad that it's always nice when people have beautiful things to say about someone who has passed on um because it makes i think it just makes it a little bit uh it makes coping a little bit different you know it, it makes it allows for us to remember good times uh about those people so um, I just wanted to bring that up and just acknowledge it. It really kind of hit me a little bit, maybe because I have experienced, uh, death of family members who were shot and killed, um, more than once. And I think anytime I hear something like that, I get a little, I get a little tense. I get a little like, wow, you know, I just, oh. Yeah, so prayers to everyone, just anyone who has been affected by this. You know, um, I pray for people's healing. And I, of course, most importantly, pray for his family and his friends. And, you know, I hope that uh, we don't have to keep having these conversations. Um, I won't get on my soapbox and talk about you know, what should have or shouldn't have happened or who should have or should not have guns. I just will say that I want better for all, for all of us. I say that all the time, but it's worth it to say it again, that I just want better for all of us. Um, so we should move on to something that's a little bit lighter. So, wow. Wow, 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 We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. Let's start with a white man. <laughs> we don't usually talk about white men here. We don't usually do that. And we will not make it a thing. I can promise you that. However, when one of them does something that affects all of us in a big way, we've got to at least address the elephant in the room. So Elon Musk apparently decided that, well, it had been rumored for months that Elon Musk was buying Twitter. I think then he actually goes in, he puts down some money. He's like, okay, we're doing this. Then he realizes that there are some kinks in the armor. Um, it is not the company he thought he was getting uh, Twitter is having financial trouble. Um, there's just a lot of things going on and he tries to back out of the deal. They're like, 
pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up. We have contracts in place, blah, 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 blah. You can't do that. So I think it was last week or the week before it was finally announced that the deal is done. Elon Musk is now the head of Twitter. He now owns Twitter. Many believe he is driving Twitter into the ground. Now, the the current speculation is, is he doing it on purpose or is he not? And I really don't have an answer for that. I don't know. I don't dig too deep into what the, what the cronies over in the tech world are dealing with or, or doing with one another. So I don't really know. Um, what I do know is that... <laughs> Since he got on, there's been a lot of hate speech. Uh, there's been a rise in hate speech because we know hate speech never left, never gonna leave. There's always gonna be people who have foul shit to say on the internet and things that are hateful and harmful to other people. I try to stay away from that part of the internet. I've told y'all before, like I stay in a very cute section that I like to call black girl Twitter. Um, not just black Twitter, but black girl Twitter. It's a very specific neighborhood in black Twitter, okay? I follow very specific people. All the black girlies you know that are doing big things uh, in media or in television or wh wherever it falls in that spectrum, I follow them. Those are the people I follow. I like their content. I like to engage with them sometimes. I like to stay in that corner. Every now and again, certain things seep into my timeline and I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm good here. I don't want this. This is not for me. But I totally understand, especially, and some of those same girls complain about when they post their campaigns that are centered around black people, how much hate speech they get. Um, it's not, it's a dark place. Um, he tried to take away, uh, blue checks you know blue checks that people get for being verified like this is i don't know uh this is tony braxton like this is actually tony braxton we have we have vetted this person and we know for sure 100 percent sure that this is tony braxton he tried to take that away and well not necessarily take it away but he tried to sell it to people for 20 dollars a month i believe you could pay for your blue check to maintain your blue check status, your verification status. They tried it. They took the blue checks away. People started uh, pretending to be different companies, pretending to be different people, public figures. Uh, you had Eli Lilly's stock drop because there was someone impersonating the Eli Lilly Twitter account. Like, when I tell you that one man, it only takes one man to incite chaos, that is what we're seeing here. That is what we're seeing. And again, some people think he's doing it on purpose. Some people think that, you know, they wouldn't let him out of the deal. And now he's like, okay, I'm gonna run this shit into the ground. He has uh, laid off a number of employees. I can't remember the exact number, but I want to say it was something about 500 to 1,000 employees were laid off. Now I want to say 500 were laid off uh, last week. Not only that, um, he basically told everybody, all y'all sitting at home, working from home, and thinking that y'all just going to work from home and then not come into the office. 
fuck that. Get your asses back in here. In fact, he, he goes, come into the office for a minimum, a minimum. I want to repeat a minimum of 40 hours a week. A 40 hour work week is pretty standard for most people. What do you what do you mean coming to the office for at least 40 hours? How, how long do you think I'm gonna be here? Let me tell you something about people who work from home, okay? Something that you might not know or something that you do know, but maybe he's not thinking about. People who currently work from home and have been working from home for the last two, almost three years, they just gonna leave. They just gonna leave and find another job. There are very few people <laughs> who are going to stay in their situation. They gotta be in a really good situation or maybe even a really bad situation outside of the job to like stay put where they are. And maybe some of those people are just content. Let's be clear. Some people are very much pleased with their situations. I'm just saying, I don't see it. I don't see all of those people being like, oh, we love Elon. Elon has come in and fucked everything up and now we're going to stay and support him. I don't see that happening. I see a lot of those people being like, well, fuck you. I, I, I will not return. Will not be there. No. No. Work from home culture has really changed the way people look at their work-life balance, the way they look at what's important um, and what they're willing to put up with. That's how the whole quiet quitting, which I think is dumb, but the whole quiet quitting uh, concept came about or at least became popularized it's because of this idea that you can't I am in control of my own destiny and I am in control of my own quality of life so if your company doesn't align with what I need to achieve those things then maybe I shouldn't be here anymore that's a real internal conversation that people are having with themselves at this point. Maybe they weren't doing it before. I think if this was 2019, 2018, you know, he could stay and do whatever he wanted to do. I think today is a, a completely different, um, it's a completely different situation. You've got people like Whoopi Goldberg saying that she will no longer participate in Twitter. There's been a lot of people who have come out and said, listen, if this, if, if Twitter is going back to the wild, wild west or entering a new era of its wild, wild west era, um, I don't want to be a part of it. Whoopi is one of them. But then I started thinking to myself, this, if, but if Whoopi don't want to be on Twitter, like is, are y'all thinking on that? Like, what is what is Whoopi's following? Like, I'm sure she has a huge following, but I'm just wondering, like, is that the person that you say, okay, Whoopi's not doing it, so I'm not doing it either? Like, is anybody gonna miss Whoopi on Twitter? Does she give good tweet? Do y'all know? I have never seen a tweet from Whoopi Goldberg. I didn't even know she was on Twitter until she announced that she will no longer be on Twitter. I'll tell you that. I don't know. I'm not being shady. I'm really asking. I really don't know. Let me just, I just have some of my run while we ponder. Is that the cops coming for me because I talked about Whoopi? My bad. She cool though. I like Whoopi. Listen, Sister Act 2, I just watched Sister Act 2 a few days ago. Sister Act 2 is my shit. 
I mean, Sister Act 1 is great, but Sister Act 2, phenomenal. Phenomenal. I know all the words. I know all the songs. Great movie. Please, I don't even want to know what Sister Act 3 is going to be like. Y'all heard that was coming out, right? I think we talked about that here on the podcast. I don't want anything to do with that. I just want to keep watching. Joyful, joyful love. Twitter's going to get me for that, so I'm not even going to sing. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But who else? I honestly don't can't even think right now who else decided to leave Twitter. I don't know. I don't know. I follow like less like world famous people and more like internet and like regionally famous people, if that makes sense. So I don't, I'm not totally concerned with who left and who stayed. Like they gonna have a following wherever they go anyway and yeah, whatever, so I don't know. We gotta get to what I'm watching. But first we should talk about the Grammys. As of yesterday, Beyonce is the most nominated female artist in Grammy history. And guess who she's tied with for the most Grammy nominations? None other than her husband, Sean Carter. Yep, that's right. That is correct. They are tied, which I thought was pretty cool. I mean, listen. When I think about like, you know, settling down and being with someone and starting a life with someone, the level up is important, right? It doesn't have to look like what theirs looks like. I'm not talking about Jay-Z and Beyonce status or anything like that. But that, you know, willingness to grow and that ambition and whatever that looks like, it doesn't have to be anything traditional. It's just, you know, like, are we, are we working hard? Like, are we... Are we making our imprint on the world in some way? No matter how big or small it is. I love that. I love that they can like kind of like bounce off of each other a little bit and be like, okay, you know, this is, this is what I'm doing. This is what you're doing. You know, we're a collective. We raise babies together and, you know, amongst all these other amazing things we do. I just think that's pretty cool. And, um, you know, I, I, I know that both of them would be great stars um, without one another, but I often wonder what that looks like in terms of their marriage. Like, where are, like how, like how do they communicate on those things? And like, you know, I just, in my head, they hype each other up. And it's like, oh, so you're going to get some Grammys this year? All right. Oh, you're putting out an album? Oh, you know, well, I'm putting out one too. We're going to see what's going to happen. I'm going to be over here getting my Grammys. You're going to be over there getting your Grammys. And then, you know, 
we come together and we raise these kids and what it would not. I just, I don't know if I'm explaining it correctly, but I, I imagine that they hype each other up. I imagine that they are very much like each other's cheerleaders. Like we got this, you got this, we got this. Um, and yeah, let's grow together. Let's just continue to make this money and, 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 you know, do, do what we do and follow our passions and our dreams and our loves. And, um, I think that's really sweet. Now I could completely be romanticizing their relationship, but I can't imagine like, I don't like the cliche terms or whatever, but if you think about like power couple, all I'm saying is, listen, how do, how do we make each other better? Like, how do we hype up the greatness that is within our individual selves? Like, that just sounds amazing to me. So, good for them. Good for them for having the most uh, Grammy nominations between the two of them. So, we've got Beyonce. We've got Jay-Z. We've got DJ Khaled, which... Jace. Uh, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. We've got Mary J. Blige. Uh, we've got Future and The Dream. I mean, I'm pretty sure Lizzo is on there. Who else? Doja Cat. Is, is Doja Cat? Because I know she was having some problems before. Is she one of our own? I don't know. About damn time, Lizzo. Yeah, we got a lot of... I mean, y'all can look it up. My computer is terrible, so, you know, whatever. But look it up. A lot of Black people have been nominated for Grammys in the 2023 Grammys, Grammy Awards. So I'm kind of, I'm really excited about that. I mean, good, good, good for uh, Black folks, you know? Nothing wrong with that. That's exciting. We love to see it. So that's great. I'm excited about that. Um, we got to talk about what I'm watching. First thing on the list is, okay, so I have to give a Marvel update, two Marvel updates. So the first Marvel update is I did not finish everything I said I would finish. I still have one movie, two shows to watch. And honestly, I'm going to take my time with that. Um, someone I know saw Wakanda Forever, hit me up and was like, D, you're good. You don't, you don't even have to worry about this. Like, if you don't want to watch the rest of the stuff, you don't have to. I'm going to watch the rest because I need to continue and I need to finish. But I got halfway through Thor, Love and Thunder, and I was like, you know what? I need a break from this Marvel shit, but not before update number two. I saw Wakanda, Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever was great. I'm not going to give any spoilers. I know what that's like. I know that people are really, people who have not seen it yet are still trying to get there and get to the theaters and see it. So I will not spoil it for you. What I will say is, I will talk about things around the movie, but I won't talk about exactly what happened in the movie. So first of all, my experience like at the movies was interesting because <clears throat> I said, when I spoke about Wakanda Forever, I let y'all know that I don't, 
go to the movies opening weekend. That's just not really my vibe. I don't, I like a very calm and chill movie experience. I think the last movie I saw on opening weekend was The Prince of Egypt when I was young, okay? And I went with my family. Um, I think that was the last time I saw a movie opening weekend. And I'm okay with that because when I tell you that, okay, one, there was a line around the corner when we got there. Also, like, it was a sold out show. The theater was huge. It was an IMAX theater and I, we also saw it in 3D. Um, so that is, so the big screen was really nice, but I got nauseous halfway through the movie because of the 3D. Not really my cup of tea. Um, and then the theater was super large and I'm going to be honest, I was a little on edge. It's been a long time since I've been a, in a theater with that many people. I was like, woo, I'm not used to seeing all these people. And I was right on the end. So I felt myself every now and again when I would hear someone go by, I'm like, making sure there's, there's nothing shady going on. Cause you know, these days people are insane and people will do all kinds of things when that many people are gathered in one place. So I was a little bit on edge, but that did not, none of that ruined my movie experience. Um, I'm kind of glad that I got to see what it was like to go to a movie on opening weekend, but <clears throat> the movie itself, was beautiful it was beautifully done the costuming always love um you could tell you always know when like they spend a little bit more money on certain films um you could tell that they put a lot into wakanda forever um in terms of the plot and the the characters, I think all of that was great. I found it really interesting um, that the story kind of, it's not that the, like it's a continuation obviously of what we already saw, but it, still, it kind of like created a new story, if you will. Um, so it wasn't exactly the same. It didn't feel exactly the same. It felt like its own entity, like it could stand on its own, but also it's a part of this whole thing. I'm, I would like once it's out on streaming, whenever that may be, um, I would love to watch both movies back to back to really like, really see the progression from one to the next. The only thing that I will say as someone who has been deep into Marvel the last few months, it's very clear that, uh, one, you really didn't need to know anything that happened prior. I mean, maybe the first movie, but not anything else. But other than that, like, I'm not really sure um, how it all connects. So we'll see. I guess whatever happens next will be telling of that. But I thought it was beautiful. What I've also kind of been trying to figure out is... Um, okay. I can't really talk about it. I will say this. There's one thing that happens that's like a pretty big deal where I'm kind of like, mm, I wish we would have gotten more of that. Like I'm very satisfied with the end product of the movie. 
and watching the movie as a full body of work. But I'm also kind of like, hmm, we could have gotten a little bit more of that. We can talk about that more on another day when more people have seen the movie. I, again, I don't want to spoil it, but you know what else I want to talk about? Let's talk about Winston Duke. Winston Duke is motherfucking fine, okay? First of all, he is a whole lot of man. A whole lot of man. Like, a whole lot of man. I mean, he is fine. He is on, currently on the cover of Esquire. Whew. I reposted it. <laughs> if you have not seen it, please, please go check it out. Winston Duke is fine. And, and I will talk about his character. Even if you haven't seen Wakanda forever, but you saw the first Black Panther movie. And Baku is hilarious. Uh, he's definitely a good person to have, a good character to have in the film when there are a lot of serious things happening. He is always there to add some comic relief. But also Winston, Winston Duke is fine, you know, and he's just going to be fine. And I mean, just. Do I need to follow this man on Instagram? I mean, he was posting all of his little videos from the, um, from filming. And I said, hi, Winston. How are you? You are just, yes. That cover that he did, whew. I was just, I just, Winston, okay? Okay. You got Winston Duke in there. You got a little Mike, Michael B. Jordan in there. I was just like, whoo, whoo, whoo. Winston, you know, am I gonna have to put Winston Duke up with the other boys, the other young men I like? You, you know, Morris Chestnut, Michael Ealy. What's the, what's the dude with the, um, what's the dude with the, um, Jesse Williams with the pretty eyes. Do um, <laughs> so we have to like, are we going to have to put Winston Duke on that list? Is, is he, you know, because have you, have you seen him? I just, I was like this, I mean, just hi, hey Winston, how you doing? Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, very easy to look at. So, all in all, I thought it was a great movie without telling y'all anything. I mean, I hate that I can't really say a whole lot. Um, if I start speaking specifically about specific characters and like going down a list, I think it's too much. I, I, I think I don't want to give anything away, right? Um, so, I'm really trying here. Um, you know, our favorite people who were in the last movie are in the movie again. Uh, 
Um, and rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Uh, I will say that what I can tell you is um, they definitely respect respected J Chadwick Boseman. They definitely his presence was definitely felt. Um, they it appeared as if they took their time to figure out how to honor him, how to move the story forward, how to move the movie and the cast, uh, removed from like their actual characters, but these people knew him in real life and worked with him. I think they found a way to really to really uh, honor him um, in the film. Uh, there are little anecdotal things that happen throughout. Love that. Also, let me just say, like, when you're watching a film that is predominantly Black, but, you know, controlled by white people, you always have to wonder, like, is it going to be relatable? It should, right? It's Ryan Coogler. So it should totally be relatable. And I will say that something that I really enjoyed about the movie, and this will be my last thought, something that I really enjoyed was that it was super relatable. There are certain, like, inside jokes between Black people or, like, things that we just know and are the very maybe normal and mundane uh, between us that are there and are sprinkled throughout the film that I loved. Um, I, you feel seen, you feel like um, this thing that seems so much bigger than you is uh, still taking you into consideration. I really dig that. I love that. Um, but yeah, so that was, that is, that are, those are my thoughts on Wakanda Forever. I wish I could say more, uh, but I want y'all to watch the movie. We can definitely talk about it. Hit me up if you wanna like really go in and really do a deep dive. Maybe what I'll do is after like, I don't know, after about two weeks of it being out, maybe I'll do a breakout video where I just talk about the film and the plot and the characters and the ending and all of that. Maybe we'll do, we'll do that. So we'll do like a full on, like I'm spoiling this type of situation. But that's become forever. So I'm also, what else? I, I, I watched, what I'm watching is a little tricky right now because there's been so many things that I've needed to watch and I'm not able to get to everything. I mean, I have a job. I have a personal life. I have all of these things going on right now. Um, so I can't, I have not been able to keep up with everything. I got people hitting me up like, hey D, did you watch this yet? Did you watch this yet? So I'm gonna try to run down the stuff that I uh, have watched and the things that I am going to watch um, so that we could catch up together. 
Um, well, you know what? Let me start with the things that I'm going to watch but have not watched yet. The Crown season five is out. Um, it is probably the widest show I watch. Uh, besides, nah, I'm not telling y'all all my guilty pleasures. <laughs> But it's probably, in terms of dramas, it's probably the widest show I watch. It's actually very fascinating to watch. I don't care about them in real life, but as a television show, the royals are very interesting, right? Um, the Crown season five will now cover uh, Princess Diana and Prince Charles, who is now King Charles. Um, it covers their relationship like after it's progressed after a certain point because they introduced them in season four. They introduced her in season four um, as a major player um, in this whole story that they're trying to tell. Um, I think that uh, in season five, they'll dive into um, the uh, children, um, being born and all of that so i have not i've honestly only watched the first 10 minutes of it one of my one of my one of my very close friends who knows i watch it and we watch it every season and text about it talk about it she's been like hey d did you did you have you watched it yet and i'm like girl you know no <laughs> no i have not um, I made it through the first 10 minutes. So that's something that I'm going to watch. Um, I'm actually really curious about the casting. The cool thing about The Crown is that the cast changes every two seasons. Um, so season five introduces a new cast. And on that cast is, uh, I forget his name right now, Dominic, Dominic something. I can't remember his full name. But you know him from uh, The Wire, McNulty. Um... He also uh, played the husband on The Affair. Um, but yeah, McNulty is playing Prince Charles, which is interesting to me. I don't, I, I think he's fully capable of doing it. I feel like he's a very versatile actor. Um, like if you could be McNulty, but then you could also be the dude on The Affair, which I don't remember his name right now. I think that you can handle being Prince Charles. And I'm sure he's done a bunch of other things that I just don't know about, but I'm really curious to see um, what that looks like and how he plays that role. So there's that. Um, okay, so I'm watching but haven't finished Love is Blind. I talked about Love is Blind on the last episode. I gave my initial thoughts. I think I'm going to do the same thing with that where I give a breakout video and I give y'all, you know, longer, a more longer, more detailed uh, description of what I think. Um, I will say that at this point, I am halfway through the weddings and this show is wild okay <laughs> i just want to finish the finale before i dive into it again um but maybe raven's not as bad as i thought she was she actually seems like a reasonable human outside of the pods 
she says some weird things sometimes which is fine people say weird shit all the time that just you know you gotta kind of be like oh girl you, you, you always saying something <laughs> crazy but <laughs> yeah maybe she's not as bad as i thought she was bartice still irritates the shit out of me which she has done for most of the season um SK seems like a cool guy, but you know, he's kind of vanilla compared to everybody else. He kind of just, you know, he just wants to do his thing. He wants to love his family and love his woman and, you know, that's it, um, which is cool. Um, what else we got? Who, who, who else? Who else we got? Uh, trying to think of who else is on the cast. You got Bartice Raven. SK. Nancy. Nancy has a great head on her shoulders. Nancy, what's your one with Bartiz? I'm curious to see how that. Oh, I did see how that turns out. Well, at least I saw how the wedding went. Bartiz. Bartiz. Nancy is a great girl. Like, maybe there's things about Nancy that we don't know that aren't that great but nancy on the show nancy that the nancy that presented herself to us other than the fact that you know she's dealing with a dude who's six years her junior and clearly is not prepared to handle this situation nancy's great <laughs> I don't really want to talk about the other people. Who who else is there? There's Colleen and Matt. Matt is seems like a crazy motherfucker, but also Matt got a lot going on. Like Matt, Matt is, you know, Matt is a man who with a broken heart. And y'all know what happens to men with broken hearts? They start acting a damn fool. They do. Matt just probably needs a little therapy, a little someone, someone to talk to about his his issues. But I will say, he admits to his his uh, his shortcomings. He admits to the fact that you know he went through this very traumatic thing with his uh, former fiance, and you know that has affected the way he treats his relationships at this point. So, you know, we might have to shoot Matt a little bit of bail. A little bit of ill. And Colleen, she's boring. Like, she's cool, whatever. I don't understand. I, like, I wouldn't put up with his shit. But you know what? Listen, we all got things we will put up with that we probably shouldn't. All of us. So, you know, good for them. Um, Who else? Colleen. I'm missing somebody. Oh, Alexa or Alexis. What is that man's name? The tall man, really tall man with the hair and the head and the, I don't remember his name, but he was willing to convert to Judaism. I said, oh, okay. All right. All her friends look like they kind of, like they be on the internet, like they influence. That was interesting too. Um, They look like they go to Dr. Miami. Um. <laughs> who else who else is there i feel like i'm missing one couple Ooh, 
Zenab and Cole. That's an interesting dynamic there. Zenab is very insecure. Very insecure. And Cole is just a clown. But I feel like Cole is, is very much willing to like be there for her. So I don't know. I don't know. I guess once I get through the weddings, finish out the weddings and see what happens next, then we could really, really talk. I heard the reunion is not to be missed. So we gonna get there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I watch that and I'm gonna get back to y'all on my final thoughts. But those are like some of my, you know, intermediary thoughts that I've been having. Um, reasonable doubt. I almost forgot I watched the finale last night. I was gonna wait until today and then I spoke to someone and they were like, nah, you gotta watch the finale now. So I said, okay. I went out last night, I got home, I was like, let me, let me, let me tune in, let me turn this on, let me, let me get this uh, you know, perfect time. I got a little wine in my system, I was good, I was ready. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. Let me tell you this though. When Michael Ealy's character, Damon, when Damon said, when Damon saw that man, Jax's husband, what is his name? Vince? Vince? Is it Vince? I don't know. Jax's husband. When Damon sees Jax's husband and Jax goes, and Jax, and Jax's husband goes, um, have you seen my wife? Do you know where she is? I don't know where she is, you know, and I'm getting worried. And Damon walks by him and says, congrats. I said, oh, that motherfucker is really crazy. He's just as crazy as I thought he was. Just as crazy. I don't think I talked about this last episode. I think I, I was going to say it and then I didn't say it, but he's crazy, okay? And I knew he was crazy from the beginning. I said, oh, he's a little possessive, but possessive turns to crazy real quick if you're not paying attention and she wasn't paying attention. That man was more than possessive. He, I would, I would say he was deranged. I'm not gonna give all of it away because I know that the finale just came out two days ago, but, or yesterday, but deranged, okay? Deranged, deranged. I hope that, you know, Jax is gonna get her life together at this point. I hope she's gonna reevaluate some things because a lot happened in that finale. Also, it looks like we got another another uh situation on our hands that we're gonna have to deal with if there's a season two i hope that there's going to be a season two it was a great show it was a great season i just want to say again michael ely's character is deranged okay that motherfucker is crazy he is crazy he is insane in the membrane like sir 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 I'm afraid, okay? He was too calm. He was too calm. When Vince, is that that man's, what is that man's name? 
when Vince, we'll call him Vince just for the, you know, just for the remainder of this conversation. Vince was like, yo, have you, have you seen my wife? I can't help but say this again. Have you seen my wife? And that man was like, congrats. Good for you. Or whatever he said. I said, hmm, hmm, that's a crazy motherfucker. He too calm. Whenever somebody is that calm, you should be. Because that's supposed to be the love of your life. You professed your love to this woman. You've let her know. That, and you hear that she's gone missing. And you're just like, oh, well, good for you. Check that nigga's basement. Check that nigga's basement. That's all I got to say. Check his basement. That's all I got to say. Um, you know, I hope that I haven't spoiled too much for you. If I have, well, you know, when you come, when you come around here, you have to know that sometimes I'm going to spoil some shit because I don't, I will watch a show with or without spoilers. I do not care. Um, so I am not going to like completely censor myself. This is a podcast. I do commentary. I got to be able to speak freely about certain things. So is what it is, is what it is. Are there any other shows that I was supposed to address? I don't think so. I'm going to watch The Crown. There's some documentaries that I need to get to, but I'm going to watch them first and let y'all know. Uh, a friend of mine has been raving about the season two of The Vow. I watched the, the first one. I don't know if I've ever talked here about the fact that I'm, I'm obsessed with cult docs, <laughs> but I'm obsessed with cult docs. So I will be watching season two of The Vow, but I haven't gotten to it yet because I just haven't had time. Um, that one is about uh, the Nexium sex cult. Um, there's also a new doc, um, about Jerry Falwell that I'm going to be checking out. Um, that story is fascinating. Uh, there's a couple other things, but I'll get to that. Once I get to it, I'll definitely share it with you guys and let you guys know what I think. Um, but I think that's really it. Do we have anything else that we need to talk about? that we have to talk about today. Um, I don't think so. I do not think so. So on that note, I want to thank you for being here. If you are watching this, thank you for coming to my YouTube. Please do me a favor, guys. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. This is where you're going to get all your video content. I am putting some of it on the socials, but definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel so you do not miss a video, you do not miss an episode, and you do not miss any of the other content that is coming. Um, in terms of the merch, I'm thinking that we're gonna start we're gonna start doing some merch maybe next week. So um, yeah, I will uh, let you guys know what's happening and where we're at with it, and. I appreciate you for listening as always. Um, you know, I'ma just, we gonna cheers to making it through. Next week is Thanksgiving, but I will be on vacation. So there will definitely be a new episode of Hardly Minding My Business next week. 
Um, I will let y'all know how the run went. Um, what else? What else is there to talk about? I'm sure there's a lot of shit that we need to talk about. A lot of shit that we need to get to that we didn't get to. But that's why I'll be back. So, you know, uh, make sure you tune in or listen wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe. And I will see you soon. Bye.